Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's come as a shock, but you know, as you can imagine, even if uh, any percentage of the allegations that have been in the media are true, it's been an irreparable breakdown of the marriage. The lawyer for the wife of suspected Gilgo Beach serial killer Rex Huerman talks about what her life has been like since his arrest and why she filed for divorce. I'm Anjanette Levy. Welcome to Law & Crime's Sidebar Podcast. Asa Ellerup's life was turned upside down nearly three weeks ago when her husband, Rex Huerman, was taken into custody for the murders of three women whose remains were found on Long Island's Gilgo Beach many years ago. Huerman has pleaded not guilty to the murders of Melissa Bartholomew, Megan Waterman, and Amberlyn Costello. Their bodies were found wrapped in camouflage burlap along Oceanside Parkway in 2010. The DA says Huerman's DNA was found in the burlap along with the DNA of his wife. Huerman is also the prime suspect in the murder of Maureen Brainerd Barnes. Eight sets of remains were found on Gilgo Beach in 2010 and 2011, including an Asian male and a toddler. The others were women. Ellerup, her daughter and son, went back to their home in Massapequa Park last week after police searched it for more than a week. Her attorney shared photos with us from inside the home. It shows what it looks like following the search, and frankly, it's a complete mess. Ellerup filed for divorce following her husband's arrest, but that doesn't mean she's not in contact with him. Here's Huerman's attorney, Michael Brown, outside of the courthouse this week. He's had contact with his wife, yes, and family members. I, I don't think she's visited yet, obviously, because she doesn't want to be ambushed by the press, so she hasn't been, uh, she hasn't visited him at the jail yet, no. Brown also spoke about what Huerman has told him about the murders and his arrest. What has my client told me? He told me he didn't do this. The district attorney's office has a whole office. They're the biggest law firm in this county. I'm one guy, right? So Ms. Koish is going to be co-counsel on this. We have other attorneys that I expect are going to be assisting on this. And just to pour through the discovery is, is an enormous task. There's no plea deal. He said from the moment I met him that I did not do this. So we're prepared to go forward. We will defend this case in a court of law and we will go to trial in this case. But the district attorney has said that they are confident that Huerman is their man. This is a 13-year case, so as you saw, uh, we have a, a great uh, deal of, of um, information, evidence, photographs, reports to provide uh, to the defense counsel. We've, we've begun that process. I think it was uh, eight gigabytes of, of material, which is a, a tremendous amount. Uh, and that's just the beginning. We're going to continue to do that on a rolling basis. 
and uh, you know these, uh, you know th this case, uh, the, the the charges in the indictment are just allegations. So this is the first step uh, in uh, the process of of proving those allegations. So we look forward to to uh, under undertaking that process. Meanwhile, media and true crime enthusiasts have swarmed the neighborhood in Massapequa Park, where Shurman lives, out of curiosity. Law and crime producer Alyssa Fisher approached Ellerup to see if there was anything she'd like to say. She looked exhausted, to say the least. Just bloodshot. Her lips were pale. She looked like she, I'm sure, had maybe just woken up from a nap. She was in uh, loungewear. She just looked sad as she said, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm not interested in speaking right now. And um, completely understandable. She's had a really difficult few weeks. Joining me to discuss the impact that the arrest of Rex Shurman has had on his family is the attorney representing his wife, his now estranged wife, Asa Ellerup. Bob Macedonia, welcome to Sidebar. Thanks for coming on. For having me. I appreciate it. Bob, first of all, how did you come to represent uh, Asa Allerup? Have you known her for a long time or did you just meet her uh, through your current representation? We met her through a current representation. Um, you know, we were retained on a Saturday morning after her husband was arrested just to um, be a buffer between her and the police department and handle all communications between her and the DA's office and the police department. And then we followed up with discussing the uh, marital issues and uh, filing for the divorce. So you're representing her on an, a number of fronts. Correct. We are her attorneys for all the matters right now. Okay. Uh, why did she decide to file for divorce? I, I think it, the answer may seem obvious uh, to many people, but this is still somebody she has spent decades of her life with. So I'm, I'm sure this has come as well, a shock. It's come as a shock, but you know, as you can imagine, even if uh, any percentage of the allegations that have been in the media are true, it's been an irrecoverable breakdown of the marriage and you know she just needs to move forward protecting herself at this point it's going to take years for her husband's matters to play out in court and honestly we just need to protect her and uh, have her move forward as, as quick as we can and when you say protect her uh, what do you mean by that um she's obviously he, whatever liability he may be involved with civilly we don't want to be responsible for any of that she's not involved in any of this she needs to make decisions um as an independent person, not being a married person, protect her and her children, and just honestly move forward, putting her life back together. Her life has been thrown into complete upheaval. I was going to ask you, how is she doing? We see the photographs of her in the news uh, on media websites. And uh, I mean, I, I didn't know her before this happened. None of us did, but she definitely looks stressed as you would imagine she would be. And probably like she hasn't slept in weeks. She's emotionally and physically exhausted. Like you said, she hasn't slept in weeks. It, it goes where you can't get an hour or two of sleep here or there. Um, there's not been a full night sleep that's gone on. Since they returned to the home, the media bangs on the door throughout the days, even late into the night, which then gets the dog barking. And just between that and her children, you know, crying themselves to sleep at night, they're, you know, they're in their 20s and 30s, but still, this is a traumatic event for the entire family. Um, for her, and I mean her and her two children, I'm not speaking about her husband. Um, which, what they're going through right now. And they're innocent victims in this whole matter. I was going to ask you about that. People always speculate and ask questions. Um, did she know anything? Was she involved? Were, was the Did the family have any inkling whatsoever? And it's been reported, and in the bail application, it said that Asa was out of town when um, these 
alleged murders, you know, they're murders, but when his alleged involvement occurred in these crimes, is there anything she's shared with you that you can share with us that indicates that she may be looking back in hindsight's 2020? She, she has no independent knowledge of even the dates and times that they're alleging these crimes to take place. The only thing that we've gained from this is what the media has put out. The DA's bail application, as you just stated, eliminates her from being in the jurisdiction when these crimes are committed. They, I'm sure, have extensively investigated that prior to making that statement, or they wouldn't have ruled her out in their bail application. So I'm confident that she had no idea this was going on and was not involved in any of it. Has she indicated that their marriage was a happy one? I mean, I, I find it hard to believe if Rex Horman is indeed found to be responsible for these homicides, that there wasn't any behavior toward the family that might have been, um, you know, maybe strange or violent. I, I, I just don't know. No indication of any, you know, violence in, in the marriage between her and him. Um, and again, if it's found to be true that he did these, it was a complete double life that she was unaware of. She's a homemaker. Right. She raised the two children. She's a homemaker. She's raised the two children, and, and, and that's it. If we saw that there was a GoFundMe page started for her to raise some money for her and her family by the daughter of a, a serial killer. Um, how Correct. is she feeling about somebody who's been through this before doing something nice for her on her behalf? And she feels good about it. If anybody knows what us is going through, it would be someone that's lived through it. We could all give our opinion and all try to comfort as much as we possibly you know, can. But the, the young woman that started the GoFundMe for her has lived it. Her family's lived it. She's suffered the public you know, scorn of her dad being known as the happy face killer um, and has been very supportive throughout this since the beginning. Tell me about the children, if you would. I saw a photograph, on, I think, on Newsday's website of... Uh, her daughter Victoria and Asa, I would assume in your office. I don't, I don't know that, but it looked like they were in some type of office. I think they were in my office. Yes. Yeah. What? What are she's they? Doing, what doing, are they like? They're doing better. They're doing better as the days go on. In the early time, it was just a complete, you know, emotional upheaval of their entire lives. Um, just hour by hour, trying to process what actually happened and trying to retrace what life was like when these alleged crimes happened, which is almost impossible for any of us to put. A timeline together what were we doing 10 years ago today i don't know i couldn't tell you without really exhaustively going through any documents or any items that may have to remind me of that so people are trying to do that and all those documents or anything they would be able to do that with have been taken out of the house your staff shared photos with us of the interior of the house and i don't know what it looked like before uh, but it seriously looks like a tornado has torn through there um, did right. the police do all of that in their search or i mean were there things kind of laying around before that or no, tell me I mean, the, the police went through every item in that house to the point of even emptying cat litter boxes out which were not empty at all over the house they were you know there's three cat litter boxes in the house when the police entered they were emptied out and the cat litter was thrown all over the house there's no reason for that there's no forensic value in that there's no evidentiary value in that so i'm not sure why that was done um victoria her daughter was an avid game player on ps5 playstation 5. the game was actually broken in half um, why that kind of stuff happens, I don't know. Whether it's just overly aggressive police work being in the house, it just makes no sense for that kind of destructive behavior to go on when you're looking for evidence of, a, of alleged crimes. Uh, and her son, uh, Asa's son, uh, appears to, it's my understanding, um, maybe has some 
developmental disabilities. Is that correct? Disabilities. He's on disability. You know, with the state, with the state and the government, um, receives benefits from from the state. Uh, and you know, Asa is his caretaker. I saw in the pictures of the home as well, the photographs of the home that part of the bathtub appeared to be vinyl, cut out. The vinyl bathtub was a vinyl replacement tub that was cut open, as well as the floor ripped up. And the police did that, I would assume. Absolutely. Or yeah, or I just um, somebody on their behalf did it. Yes. It, does she have some uh, animus or anger toward the police department over? how this search warrant was executed at her home? I don't think it's even gotten to the anger point yet, and it's just processing what's going on in her life. They are still trying to locate their passports, their you know, driver's licenses, and just simple things, the keys to the house. The police changed the front door locks. We had to get keys to her house from the police department to me go back into the house. Um, there's still no key to the back of her house. She can't go out of the back door of her house. We don't have a key to get in and out of that. Um, so it's been a process of just reacquainting herself with her home she was displaced of for a little over two weeks, a little almost two weeks. She was quoted by the police commissioner in Suffolk County as saying it is what it is. Once they showed her uh, photographs of what they had, their, you know, this evidence, the bail application. Can you explain I, to me? I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not aware of that quote. That's the police commissioner said that quote. I'm not going to say she said it or didn't say it. It wasn't there. Um, but that just seems like an odd comment to make, you know, and why the police would be showing her evidence to bring evidence to a crime scene wouldn't make sense to me in the first place. I, I don't, and I'm not sure whether that really happened or not. Were you, have you been with her each time she's spoken with law enforcement? She, she, the only time that she was with law enforcement without us present was that initial day when they went there with the search warrant. Has she been interviewed extensively by the detectives? She has not been interviewed at all by the detectives. Oh. That's interesting. I would have thought they would have asked to interview her um like hey do you remember anything about this or that no is there anything that you would like to say or that she would like to convey to the public uh, through you i mean obviously we would love to speak with her but is there anything that you believe she she, would like to convey to the public she would like life to get back to whatever normalcy she can for her and her two children and have the neighborhood return to a sense of normalcy the neighbor's of people in their lives has been almost as traumatic as, as uh, Asa's and the children's. Um, you know, the descent, they can't walk their dogs, go to the grocery store, drive down their own street, which was blocked off for a couple of weeks. And it's become a focal point for, um, I guess, you know, serial killer uh, fans that want to drive by the house. And it's just become a, like a, almost like a tourist attraction. Um, and it, she wants it to quiet down for her own sanity and for the neighbors as well. There's a lot of elderly people live in the neighborhood that they don't need this. Rex Huarman's uh, defense attorney, Michael Brown, said during a press conference that uh, your client has uh, spoken to her husband and his children have, too, since he's been incarcerated. You know, is she keeping in touch with him? Is he contacting her from jail and and they're talking? I I know they've spoken. I'm not sure how many times they've spoken. Um, And I'm not even sure what the content of those conversations were. I know we've instructed her not to discuss any of the facts that are being reported about the case. Everything is recorded out of the jails, and it's often used in criminal prosecutions, any of those recordings. Um, so we've instructed her, and I'm sure Mr. Brown has instructed his client not to discuss the facts of any of the criminal allegations that are out there on the telephone. Wait, does she still love her husband? We haven't even gone to that. I mean, I'm, you know, yeah, it's, I don't even ask those questions. It's, at this point, it's irrelevant. I need to protect her and her children. I, I understand. So we're, what's your next step as far as the divorce proceedings go? He, of course, will um, have gonna, to be represented. 
you know, if he, get, if he chooses to get an attorney, he could do a pro se. Um, you know, Mr. Brown is only representing him on the criminal matters. He'll be served with papers at the, at the uh, correctional facility. And then that starts, you know, the summons has been filed. He'll get served personally by the sheriff's office. Um, and then the commencement of that, he'll choose to get an attorney or not get an attorney and we'll proceed that way. Well, Bob, is there anything that you'd like to add uh, that I haven't covered? Um, I know you've mentioned she, the uh, reach out by the Happy Face Killer's daughter, who's also started the GoFundMe page on behalf of Asa. And I, I think the last time I checked, it was almost raised approximately $20,000. There's been donations of mattresses and food and clothing for her and the children. So whatever help the public can give to her to try to re go build, rebuild her life, we would appreciate. I can assure you 100% of the proceeds go to Asa. There's no legal fees involved in any of this. We don't. We're not looking to take a legal fee from her or any of the funds that are raised through GoFundMe. Bob Macedonio, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.